Love is in the air during this time of year. <laughs> Everything is chocolates, red roses, crab legs, shrimp and lobster towers, champagne, and baby bada Buddha. Okay, this time of year leaves many people feeling anxious about their current relationship status. Look, if February makes you feel frantic, helplessly romantic, a little weak in the knees, with the high stakes splash of FOMO, then this truthful chat is for you. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is A Mother and a Daughter Truthful Chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Hey there. Hey, hey. Welcome to Truthful Chats, 20 minutes or less designed to help us unpack themes of generational wellness. So each month, we're going to have a monthly theme, and we'll talk about it a little bit and unpack it in our weekly truthful chat. That's right. That's right. So this month's theme is, can you guess? Love. Love. And tonight's topic is the look of love. So <clears throat> I was telling Jess earlier today, when I was growing up, there was a song that I used to love called The Look of Love. I think it was by Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66 originally. I feel like I know the Nancy Wilson version. She so. probably does know that version. And so I can remember the chorus was, I can hardly wait to love you. Feel my arms around you. How long I have waited, waited for this moment just to love you. It sounds very life Don't ever go. <laughs> right? It was like, oh my God. No disrespect to the Lifetime. <laughs> it sounds very lifetime -y. So this was like the thing. You, everybody, I can remember I am going to fall in love like that and it is going to be amazing and it's going to be wonderful. And a couple of times I kind of did, but it didn't turn out to always be wonderful because things get crazy when you are that passionate and that just, oh my God, don't ever go, you know, like you said, a lifetime movie, it's right? A lifetime movie. I don't so, know. And, and none of them lasted because it's high stakes. It's high. If it's up here all the time, <laughs> there's nowhere to go. So you've reached the top. My actual husband that I've been married to 38 years. Oh, 38 years. That's 38 a long years. time. That's a long time. That's right? But I can remember meeting him. Well, let me go back a little bit. One of the questions that a lot of the young women that I mentor and talk to, and they ask me, Miss Pam, you've been married 38 years, blah, 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 blah. How did you know your husband was the one? How did you know Uncle Skeeter was the one? How did you know? And um, I didn't know, but I remember the first time we had talked on the phone a lot. We had tried to get together. Cupcaking. Cup no, no, no. He was trying to figure out when we could hook up. And I was always really, really super duper busy. I mean, really busy. And he was doing a play on Broadway. So he couldn't go out till like 1130 at night. So he would be like, can you come out? And I'm like, no, I'm not coming to meet you. No, we're at 1130 at What's night. What's open and at no, that time? I am not, <laughs> no, and I'm not going. No, I got to go to work. I got to go to this. And on Saturday morning, I tutor kids at church. And on Sunday, I got to go to church. So I, 
I don't know. We'll get together. Not happening, sir. Not happening. So it took us a long time to really, really go on a first date. But when I did first see him, it's a long story, but just know that when he walked out of his apartment, he was coming to bring me some car keys. We were exchanging um, exchanging keys for a friend of ours car. And as soon as he walked out of the gate, I went, this could work. This, this might work. And there was no meadow we run through the flowers no <laughs> it didn't bells, turn into a disney movie no it didn't turn into there was no little y'all didn't fairies, sing the same song at the same time no fairies floating around and anything like that it was like this could work and he kind of said the same thing oh okay she cool and that was it and then we just started seeing each other and talking to each other and that lasted like forever and um so we kind of got to know over the next two years that, okay, this could work and it actually is working. And it's been working for 38 years. Operative word there, being working. work, being Go. work. Okay. Anybody tells you love is magical and not work. They ain't been married lies no 38 in years. Lies in deceit. Shout out to Lauren Hoyle <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you don't know. You know, some of it's faith, some of it is um, hoping and wishing and some of it, but some of it is just really practical. And um, I don't know that everybody thinks about love in that way. Well, how did you start to think of love practically? Because I think that as a society, we're used to flowers and red roses, shrimp and lobster towers. We're going to sing the same yeah. song at the same time. Yeah. We're going to fall into the same choreography. No. Like, how did you get to no. practical? La La Land, no. So my um, my mother was very practical and my grandmother was very practical in terms of, you know, like my great grandmother. They used to ask my great grandmother in the morning, how are you feeling? She would say with my hands. So it was just like I come from long women that a long line of women. That neck if you buck, if you will. Generationally, when we're talking about generational wellness, I come from a long line of women that just are really practical about everything. So my great-grandmother was that way. My grandmother was that way. My mom was that way. I can remember asking her sometimes. I remember asking her, we were sitting at the kitchen table and I said, do you worry about dad cheating? And do you worry? And are you afraid that he might like somebody else or this, that, and other? And she looked at me like she didn't stop eating. She said, I would not get up from this kitchen table to go look out the back door <laughs> and see if your daddy was in the garage with somebody else. Savage. I was like, oh, okay. But that's how I kind of, and they were married for a long time, loved each other, did all the things, everything. But, um, you know, it was just always very, very practical. practical. Um, and so my, my mom used to say love is a verb. You that's know, an action word, by the way. Action word. Everyone. It's a action word. And um, my love language is, and we can talk about that a little bit later as the month goes on, but my love language is acts of service. So again, a verb. That's how I grew up. My family was not mushy. We still are not. Um, everybody, we ride or die. We will, like Jessica said, knock if you buck gang, all gang. the things, <laughs> but we're not mushy. You know, and I'm probably the one that started us saying, I love you when we get ready to get off the phone or whatever, because my mom was not like that. I would say, Mom, um, do you love me? She said, do you have clean clothes? Do you, did you <laughs> like you got food, right? I got to take it. So it was all very, very practical. 
practical. Very practical. And that's how I grew up. So I don't know if that is a generational curse or a generational wellness. I think it's our generational reality. I think, you know, the question I get asked a lot by my friends and my peers, like, why aren't you dating? Like, where, where is your man? Like, do you want to be in relationships? Like what's going on? Let me preface this by saying I am an R&B connoisseur. Okay. I love Brian McKnight. Every I, time this, he shows up anywhere. We that's in the my concert. guy, Brian Kelly McKnight. <laughs> I am Neo, Jodeci, anybody who knows me, I am all things R&B. I love love songs. Okay. I enjoy a uh, classic, Black love cinema. Uh, give me a Love Jones, a Love and Basketball, you know, uh, Jason's lyric. I'm in. I'm there. So I'm not cynical, I would say, about love. I'm here for it. Uh, black love specifically. Shout out to everyone and how you love. But Black love specifically. Um, but I think that because I grew up around people who are very practical about love, I'm not anti-love, but I am very practical about it. Like, it is a reality having lived with married people all of my life. Um, except for like a couple years in college, but that it takes a lot of work, um, operative word being working work. and that there's a lot that's involved in a day-to-day basis. Um, not just to maintain your relationship, but to maintain yourself. Okay. And I felt like very early on in my life, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. Like I knew that I wanted to be a storyteller, that I wanted to be in entertainment, that I want like all the things that, you know, we talk about on here um, that I wanted to do. And so as I got older, I felt like a lot of my peers was like game playing. You know, it was all freaking people at the party and then get it cracking. Like there was no, nothing was long-term. Nothing was for real. It didn't, it was all game plan. And so I think for me, I was like, hmm, maybe there'll be a time for this. But right now I really value like my work. I value what I'm trying to put out into the world. And I know that partnership and Hmm. long-term love takes a lot of work. And that's what I want. That's why I said, if people are, you know, you, you, smashing and grabbing like you just out here trying to have fun like there's a space in the lane for that i'm not judging you that's just not what i want and so i'm like when i look at the level of time and energy required to put in a relationship at this current moment of my life i just don't feel like i want to put what i'm doing down to invest in a relationship in a way that i would want to be invested in a relationship and in a way that i feel like somebody should invest in me it's reciprocity hello shout out to miss hill yet again um you want it to be reciprocal so i don't like to have my time wasted i don't have like my energy Mm -hmm. wasted uh everybody's very grown so i'm not like anti but i respect the process of love and partnership and i just feel like if i'm out here grinding he out here grinding and we grinding some some kind of way, what is that? The law of attraction, abundance, something like that. Like we'll just meet somewhere in the middle, like when it's supposed to happen. Um, and so I think love FOMO is real, and like the feeling of missing out on love is real. And I just think like it's a mindset trap. I think people are constantly trying to get us to like doubt ourselves, doubt how dope we are, like see figure out if something is really wrong with us, like when really, you know, it's not you, it's it could it could be you, uh, uh, but you know, just be be happy with who you are, and out of that happiness for yourself, the level of attraction of what you seek, I believe, will come to you in the time where you're ready for it. But you got to be like, not just sitting around waiting for that to drop on you. I think I totally was not. Um, and so you know, in the meantime, I just 
you know, work on myself. I keep my eyes peeled. I am not blind. That's a lot of fine, fabulous individuals uh, out here. Um, but, you know, I'm not really like out here hiding in bushes, <laughs> like <laughs> running over. I don't I don't get dressed up to like go places. My homegirls do it and I'm bad for them. And I hope they find what they're looking for. But I'd be like, I just, I, I don't want to get it that way. I don't want to get it how you live it. Because I think a mistake that I've, well, what I, I deem as a mistake that I've seen people make um, is that hopefully when you find this person, at least from my summation of talking to married people, like they should integrate into your life. Like y'all should integrate into each other's lives. Like it should be like a very seamless, more or less energy, right? Like you might have to work to find the time yeah. to like get that first thing going. But afterwards, hopefully y'all have enough, you know, things in common. Like it shouldn't be like, let's just isolate ourselves from everybody else. Like, because it's just me and you against the world. Like, and that's, you know, cute uh, for stories and Disney movies. But like in reality, yeah, you got to go to work. You know what I mean? They come from a family. You come from a family. If you cut everybody else off, who can help you raise your kids? You know what I mean? So it should be a communal effort. And so I think you should just have your community Involved in your 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 love story because that could help you. Avoid Man, divorce. now that was really really important with me and your dad because your dad. It's true. Um, when we had his seventieth birthday party, I was talking about that. Like, he had the most amazing group of friends. Mm-hmm. Like his community was big and loving and just really really great. And I was so happy to integrate mm-hmm. into that community. And it also let me know what kind of person he was. Right. You're doing great recognizance and due diligence. Yeah. You're not just taking that face value of what this person says and they're not that person. Yeah. It really let me know that the kind of people that were a part of his community, which we are still friends with all All of them 40 years later. You know what I mean? So um, it really is amazing and it really is a good way to look at the look of love. Like when you're looking at love, don't just look at what um, the relationship is with you and that person, but look at what their relationship is with with other people, their family, their friends, their community, their work community. Um, And then it all, it all all boils down. Integrates, works together. And I feel like you could spend a lot less time Instagram stalking people. If you would just know the people that they know. <laughs> and if you don't know any They're of the real people, friends, not their Facebook Like, friends. if you don't know any of the people that you know, you ain't never met them, you're probably a side piece. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You might be in a situation. Like, you should integrate into that person's life. And if you don't, something else might be going on. That's just my two cents. I'm an observer, okay? I I ain't jumped into a whole pool, but I'd be watching from the sidelines people's <laughs> techniques. And what they be doing. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So anyway, before we go, because I don't want to hold you, I read um, this amazing quote uh, for Duran, who's one of my favorite artists going on tour soon. And he was actually sending this, actually he was posting this on Instagram as a um, birthday tribute to one of his good friends. And he said something that like really struck me. And I think it's a me good- Me too. I was like, whoa, that's a bar. a good uh, ending- um, Remark, And it says, I truly needed this amazing human being when I was growing up. You've changed the way how I view friendship and opened my eyes to the many beautiful ways you can love a person and be loved in return. You're such an improvement on the reflection of how I view myself. And anyone will be immensely fortunate to have a fraction of love like this 
in their life. I admire you so much. Um, and I just think that's a cool thought. Like the people around you should be a reflection of you and how you feel about yourself. And if you are surrounded with people who you don't feel like reflect that, or if they are reflecting something you don't like, it might be time. Or making you see something that you don't like. Inventory. And I I like the idea of an improvement on the reflection of myself. Like whoever your people are right now, um, friendships, uh, cut the situationships. Like, come on now. uh, But friendships, um, significant others, and the like, however it is that you do what you do. Um, hopefully they're positive reflections of you. And if you have, we all have areas to improve and things to work upon. Uh, we hope that you're, you're doing that. And so with that, is that anything else? I think that's good. I think that's, that's all we got tonight. I think that's all we're going to leave you with. Um, we're going to bid you adieu because that's what we do. But I want to make sure, uh, are you subscribed to our YouTube channel? Have you followed us on IG? Did you like us? on Facebook uh, at Create Generational Wellness on all those incredible platforms. Um, Check us out every Thursday. We're going to be here. We're committed. Okay? We're committed. Uh, And if we can't be live in the moment, something is going up. That's that's our promise and our commitment to you. Something is going up Thursday at 7 p.m. So make sure that you're here. And with that, we love you. We love you guys. Peace. Later.